Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm a former scout. I was at ESPN for 10 years. I was with Pitt for three years, a recruiting assistant. I was been doing all sorts of things all over the web ever since. Been doing many chats with you guys on the Locked On Network, and I urge you to check out all the other teams and the NBA. NBA Finals are going on. Looks like trouble for the Cavs. Not that I know a whole heck of a lot about it, but I have been watching. Um, there's a Steeler minicamp today, and beautiful day, spirited practice. That was fun. We'll be back there tomorrow on my birthday. How about that? Can't beat it. Um, what we're going to do today, quick show, get to the point here. At my website, williamsonfootball.com, I have been doing series after series, and the series I'm doing right now is division by division, breakout players. So today, I'm going to give you the AFC East, you know, basically, not you know verbatim with the article I wrote, but, you know, the, tell you exactly what I wrote. And I urge you to go to my site, and the AFC West we have up now free of charge. The rest of the AFC is up there. So listen to the AFC East today. Go to the A- check out the A- AFC West on the house. If you love it, sign up, and I'll just keep pumping you full content. The a- Like I said, the whole AFC is up now. The NFC East will be up tonight. I have it done. I just need to proofread it. Um, and I'm just going division by division, one per day, basically. And they're fun. And I've noticed, I mean, this isn't surprising, but a lot of the guys I've picked from each team are... Guys that were promising as a rookie that I expect to take a big step forward. And I do believe that year between your rookie year and your second year is very often where you see the most improvement in a player. So not a lot of old guys, obviously. People aren't going to break out at age 30 in their eighth season in the league or whatever. But there are a couple rookies. You know, like for the Giants, I was going to put Saquon Barkley, but I was like, I actually wrote, I was going to put Saquon Barkley, but that's too easy. I'm not going to do it. So, kind of deep dives. You know, some of these dudes you might not know. Some you're, you know, a lot are household names. So, without any further ado, let's talk. Oh, by, by the way, I got a lot of feedback from you guys yesterday. And one email in particular, or one Twitter tweet in particular stood out saying, Williamson, you should just do a podcast talking about the product Blue Chew over and over and over. Because it was one of the best things you've ever done. And there are, there are new sponsor of ours, and uh, check out yesterday's pod. It, I, I did have some fun with their product, and it, yeah, fun a fun topic to discuss for sure with you guys. But anyway, the Bills. Guys, I know I don't say a lot of good things about the Bills, and I just don't. And we're hearing re- you know glaring reports on Josh Allen right now. And that's great. I mean... I'm rooting for him. He was not high on my list. And this time of year, in OTAs without pressure, throwing versus air, big-armed quarterbacks should stand out. You know, I mean, in a way, if I wasn't hearing glaring reports about Josh Allen, I would be concerned. But, good. You know, it's certainly better that we're hearing good things about him and Lamar Jackson and Rosen than the opposite. Don't get me wrong. I mean, so that's certainly you know, a positive. I did not pick him as their breakout player. The player I did pick, though, was Deion Dawkins. He's going to be the left tackle now that Cordy Glenn uh, is in Cincinnati. And he took over for him last year, really, when Glenn got hurt. 
Dawkins isn't really the prototype left tackle. Like, he's he's not the Brickishaw Ferguson. Like, he's not a long, lean dude. He's a thicker guy, a mauler kind of. Um, I thought he might be better as a guard. But he's kind of proven me wrong. You know, it's one of those situations. Put him at tackle, and if he fails, we'll move him to guard. You know, tackles are harder to find. And I really do think he's coming along really well. And I think that he will be a fixture for them. And in a way... He absolutely has to be. I mean, they lost. Not only they trade Glenn, but they lost Wood and they lost Incognito. I mean, their offensive line, I mean, on paper right now, is frightening. I mean, it's going to be John Miller at left guard, Russell Bodine at center, Vlad Dukas, or the fifth-round pick, Wyatt Teller at guard, and Jordan Mills at right tackle. Like, those aren't awful players, but they're not stars. They're not league average players for the majority of them. Uh, I do think Dawkins will be by far the best of them in his prime to take a big step forward. You notice I didn't say Tremaine Edwards, and I am really high on him. Um, I just look at him as, you know, a very young, work-in-progress, beautiful ball of clay for a great coach to, you know, to coach up, and he'll have every opportunity to play, to do that. Tredavious White, to me, already broke out. I mean, he's a great player already. Shaq Lawson would be a guy that Bills fans would love to break out. You know, I mean, that would go a long way on their defense. I just haven't seen enough to say I think that's going to happen. So I didn't pick him. You know, I like Micah Hyde. I think he's basically already broke out, though. So, I mean, how do you define a breakout? I mean, I guess is is one of the, the conversations here. But I went with, with Dawkins pretty clearly. I mean, it probably... Would have been easy to pick one of the two first-round picks, but I see a lot of ups and downs with those guys this year. The Dolphins. This was, you know, of all the teams I did, this was one of the oldest guys I picked. And I picked Ryan Tannehill. You know, like, you guys might be like, that's kind of cheating, Matt. He's been here a while. Yeah, but I think he's going to break out. I think there's a lot of ability there. I've told you guys many times, I very much believe in Gase. I'm going to say this a lot. Let's just see a full season of Tannehill and Gase together with components to run Gase's offense. There's a reason Landry, especially Ajayi, are no longer in town. You know, they didn't execute the plays the way Gase wants. He needs you in this spot at this time. No freelancing. You know, you do your job. It's, it's kind of that Belichick mentality. And Tannehill also is still a very moldable piece of clay. I think he throws the ball really well. I think he's a really good deep passer. I think he's an excellent athlete. I think you'll see a lot of play action and boots and play action and deep passes, often to Kenny Stills. So I think Tannehill's going to not be all, I'm not claiming he's going to be a top five quarterback or anything this year. But I think whenever you and I talk, and the season has concluded, 2018 season has concluded, we will all agree that Miami has their quarterback. That'd be pretty good. That would be a breakout. That would be a big step forward. Uh, two other names, Laramie Tunsil. I think he's immensely, immensely talented. But he didn't have a good year last year, moving from guard to tackle last year. Maybe I just have a lot of faith because I loved him as a college prospect, you know, bong mask aside and who cares about that 
and that I think that he is so talented in the second year at left tackle that he has a chance to step up big and be one of the better tackles in the league. And Devontae Parker is a name, it seems like every time, every year, this about this time of the year, this is the year Parker's going to break out. Well, I have a little more faith. You know, I mean, I think he's going to get a lot of targets, especially with Landry gone. He's in a contract year. He has number one wide receiver traits, and he's never really put it all together. So I have some faith. Maybe I'm out on a limb there. I don't have, you know, I'm not betting my bottom dollar on it. But I do think Parker takes a big step forward. It becomes, you know, their leading receiver. You know, Kenyon Drake last year to me already broke out. I'm a fan of him. Some other dudes to consider um, on defensive side of the ball. Charles Harris, last year's first-round pick, he's kind of blocked. You know I mean? With Wake and Quinn, Andre Branch is making a lot of money, William Hayes. How much will Harris play? But I thought he was a heck of a prospect, and I have no reason to think that he isn't still ascending You know, and has a chance to be a pretty good player. So he was probably my runner-up as breakout guy. Well, Tunso would have been. Um, some other guys I considered. I liked Raekwon McMillan last year. Didn't play at all in his, his first year. He's more of a two-down player, more of a throwback-type linebacker, but I think he could be their answer at middle linebacker, so that's kind of encouraging. And Minka. I mean, I think Minka's going to be a really good player. Um, I, it wouldn't be, shock me at all if he, you know, has a really good rookie year, and we already say, you know, by by the end of next year, yeah, they have a star defensive back in Minka Fitzpatrick. So that very absolutely could be a breakout guy. So a lot of candidates for the the Finns. Next up, the Patriots. This one was pretty easy for me because I am extremely high on him. You guys know I do a lot of fantasy stuff as well. I have another uh, podcast, Dynasty Blueprint, where we it's all dynasty related, where you keep your players year to year. It's like much more of a realistic team build. And in the, the dynasty world, I am all in and much higher on Sony Michelle than most quote dynasty experts. You know, Belichick's not using a first round pick to watch this guy in a rotation. And yeah, they will use Burkhead. They'll definitely use White as a receiver. Maybe even Hill or Gillisley as a goal line type guy finisher. I just think Michelle is a great talent. They, they really leaned on Deion Lewis late last year. I think they'll do more of the same with Michelle. He's excellent in protection. Fumbles a little too much, but he is a do-it-all back. And again, they used a first-round pick on running back. I mean, Belichick is not going to take that lightly. I think Michelle, I mean, clearly, I think Saquon Barkley is the, the, the odds-on favorite to be rookie of the year. But I think Michelle has a chance to, you know, Make some noise there. I mean, has a chance to be in that conversation this year. He, he probably won't get the touches of a Barkley. You know, they will split carries, but they also score a lot of touchdowns and create a lot of yards in that offense. And the you know the pie at the running back position is pretty big in New England. And year after year, their guys put up numbers. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell also came to mind. You know, we haven't seen him full time. Brandon Cooks is no longer in town. Mitchell's a bigger-bodied guy. They, you know, they have Cordero Patterson now. They have Hogan. They got Matthews, of course. They have Edelman. They drafted Berrios. Kenny Britt's on that team. I actually forgot Kenny Britt's on that team. 
Philip Dorsett's on that team. So I don't think Mitchell's going to be, you know, uh, 80-catch guy. But I could see him being better than the Matthews, Patterson, Britt, Dorsett crew for sure. Maybe even competing with Hogan to be second, third leading receiver. You know, non-Edelman, Gronk types, you know, the to be the true number two type receiver. So I, I am kind of excited about Mitchell. Um, some others to consider on this team. I think Isaiah Wynn will be fine. Whether it's guard tackle, probably will start a tackle. I think he'll be a very good player. Um, other breakouts though. I, I struggled here. I didn't see a ton to pick from a little bit excited to see what Derek rivers can do in his second year. And they need the edge pass rush. Uh, I think Duke Dawson, second-round pick this year, should step in as a slot corner and be pretty darn effective. A lot of the guys have already broken out, McCordy's and Gilmore's, and even to a lesser degree, Harmon. Harmon's a pretty quality player. But there isn't a ton of options here that I'm jumping up and down for saying, watch out for this guy. He's going to break out. But Michelle, therefore, was a very easy choice for me. Last team we are going to talk about today is your Jets, J-E-T-S. Um, this was another one that was easy for me, and that's Jamal Adams. And then you might be saying, dude, didn't Jamal Adams already broke out? He's great. Yeah, he is. But I think he's going to be great. Like, right now, I think he's a very good safety. I think by the end of next year, like we were talking about some of these other dudes, I think we'll talk about him as maybe the best safety in the league, you know, Harrison Smith-like, you know, like this guy is a pro bowler and should be for the next 10 years. I think he's that good. Do-it-all guy, but better near the line of scrimmage, tough as nails, awesome competitor, really considered an elite leader. You know, he's the guy that grabs you by the face mask and gets you in line. It's going to be his defense. You know, and the one thing I wrote here on my article was, you know, that Adams, that they're while New York is hoping that the offense soon belongs to Sam Darnold, this defense will very soon belong to Adams. That's how I finished my Jets piece. I also just wrote an article, actually, about Teddy Bridgewater. It was talking about how he looks great and he's breaking out. I urge you to read it, but basically was, dude, you know, I think the, 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 the topic on Bridgewater, maybe he does break out. Maybe he becomes a starter, beats out McCown, leaves Darnold on the bench, has a good year. I'm hoping for him. That's great. But don't get too excited about him now. It's great that he's healthy. That's really the news. It's good. He's healthy. He's throwing the ball well. But the news is, oh, he's so much more. His trade value is skyrocketing now. No, it's not. Why is that, Matt? Well, because the 31 other teams aren't watching him. The only people that have eyes on Bridgewater right now are people employed by the Jets and media people there. So buzz is probably being created to hope teams offer you a second round pick after their quarterback goes down. And I even mentioned, you know, what if Miami, where he grew up, and Tannehill doesn't quite work out like I just projected he would, or Cincinnati, you know, he played college football right around the corner from there. You know, maybe those guys would be interested in picking him up, although he's only signed a one-year deal. You know, I mean, so, or what about New England or... Saints or the Chargers or a team like that and lock him up as a number two slash maybe successor if he looks good. I also mentioned more likely is, which is kind of ironic, is Bridgewater 
Blows out his knee, remember, in awful fashion. And so what did the Vikings do? They called Philly for Bradford, offered him a first-round pick, threw Bradford right in the mix. So if a guy gets hurt late in the process, maybe the Jets are your first call, if you assume he's healthy. But right now, that's my point, is minicamp tape isn't available. <laughs> you know, like, if the Bengals wanted to trade for Teddy Bridgewater, they're not going to be like, well, I watched all his tape in minicamp. Boy, he looks great. No, I mean, he's going to have to play some some preseason games or, you know. I mean, there's the fact that he's healthy is great and I'm rooting for him, but let's not go thinking they're going to quickly turn him into a first-round pick or something like that. But he is a breakout candidate for sure. And there's actually quite a few on the Jets. The other name that was would have been my runner-up, I mean, Adams to me really took the cake because his partner in crime, the second-round pick last year, Marcus May. Free safety, but he's a do-it-all guy too. Very, very talented. He has size. I think their safety tandem could be the next, you know, Chancellor Thomas, you know what I mean? Like like two of the best in the league. May is that good as well. Um, they've been waiting for Dar- Daron Lee to, Darren Lee to, to uh, break out. Maybe it's coming. Um, Avery Williamson's been added to the mix. That's not a, you know, a glowing recommendation in, Le- in Lee's favor. But Lee does fit today's NFL as a run-and-hit, speed-oriented type of guy. Keep an eye out. Maybe he does. This is a, a, a kind of a shot in the dark, but their sixth-round pick, Perry Nickerson, I could see him being a very quality slot corner from day one and doing that for the foreseeable future. I also also like Nathan Shepard, third-round pick, defensive tackle. Uh, I think he could get into the mix and make an immediate impact, even though he's a small-school guy. I think he could have a real nice rookie year, both those guys, and semi-breakout. Another draft pick I would consider uh, highlighted in my article was Christopher Herndon, the fourth-round pick. Would have been probably a second-round pick if he didn't have medical issues. You know, he's still recovering from a from an injury. Tight end. Their tight end depth chart, depth chart is Clive Walford, who was cut by the Raiders and nobody wanted him, and Jordan Leggett. So, like, I think Herndon might be their opening-day starter and tight end and catch 40 balls this year. You know, so... He's a name to consider. So there, there's some younger dudes here that are, you know, possibilities. I think that's it for them. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much my my only Jets to discuss. Oh, Ardarius Stewart. That was the last one. I knew I was skipping somebody. Uh, we didn't see a lot of Ardarius Stewart in his rookie year either. Yeah, I liked him a lot coming out of Bama. Uh, he has some physicality to him. I mean, he'll never be a number one receiver. But they have a lot of names at wide receiver right now, but they don't have a lot of answers. You know, I mean, Terrell Pryor or you know, Anderson's. I mean, some of these guys look good and have flashed. But I think there's a spot for Stewart to be a solid contributor in the offense as soon as this year. So I came up with five, six names on the Jets of they're going the right way. They could take big step forwards this year. I mean, and I don't think they'll be bad at the quarterback position no matter who's end up playing there. You know, so there's a lot of options there as well. So, some interesting stuff. All right. Check the rest of it out at williamsonfootball.com. Send me a note on Twitter. And that's all I know. See you.